Yes. Did you have any uh, trick or treaters? Come no. Around? I mean, you have to you have to get buzzed into our building to like you have to use a key to even get into our building. <laughs> oh, so, right. if anyone came to our door, I would assume burglary before <laughs> I assumed trick or treating. <laughs> did Did you like? What about you? What What was the final uh, the final plan? Did you get well, out of Dodge? The plan was we got a dog. That's <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah, let's talk about this. This is a new day. Okay, well, uh, I'll share the trick-or-treater story because that's, that's short and funny. Okay, okay, okay. We left the light off like we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. As, as good Americans, we have no candy, so we left the light off. Uh, one person still knocked, and we said, go away. And You answered your door and said, please leave? No, I said, sorry, we don't have any candy. You just didn't answer? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, 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 I said, I don't And then uh, we did like... Here's a dog. <laughs> He's like, want a dog? My kids accidentally turned on the light for about all of five whole seconds. Ooh, five seconds. Like moths. And then, <laughs> like moths, that elicited a single trick-or-treater, which you tell me if this is, is strange, but, but it was a late teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Seemingly devoid of a costume, mostly just oh, uh, no. a white t-shirt and jeans, I think. She might have something on her head, like one of those uh, wobbly like antennae. Like or something? <laughs> yeah, like cat or something. And uh, she was like, trick or treat. So she was something really cerebral. She was, you had to like, you had I to guess. get it. It's an I in, She's an internet <laughs> meme of something. <laughs> You're too old to understand. Hashtag filter, hashtag no filter, which I think 90% of couples went as this year. But... Mm. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was not really anything, and I still didn't have any candy, so, so I said sorry. Uh, a light went on by accident, and I abruptly turned it off and didn't have anyone else. <laughs> so there wasn't. You should have. I mean, like instead of giving nothing, you really should have dug up something terrible to give. Mm. I think that sends a better message than I don't have anything. It's just like okay, here's a dental floss. Well, and you know, I have a bunch of keto type food so maybe i, I should have gotten <laughs> a spinach bar <laughs> i should have gotten a romaine leaf with a chicken sausage and mayonnaise and just handed it to her <laughs> here's an so, avocado slice in a ziploc here you go would you like an omelet are you are you are you in ketosis right now let me are you talking about me personally no i'm i'm, I'm thinking oh. of what you should ask them when you oh yeah no, no 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 now let me ask you this if someone were to hand let's say for instance you went trick-or-treating and someone handed you a non-wrapped item, maybe like a brownie. Maybe they had like mm-hmm. a, a pan mm-hmm. of brownies. Yeah, that's marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> go on. Would Tell you, me about your pot brownies. <laughs> <laughs> would you consume, would you take one and eat it? Like if they, if they, they weren't even in the pan yet. They were just on a plate. And I don't know this person. It's just a random you're, house. You're, you're just knocking on doors. But you see other people walking away from the house or the apartment. <laughs> And they're joyfully eating Pie the brownies. Pie is a Georgia pine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, nothing is happening to them. They're not dropping dead. Would you eat a brownie from this stranger? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Not because, well, it actually, it depends on the age. If someone uh, over the age of 60 gives me an yeah. unwrapped brownie on a mm-hmm. paper towel square, I'm in. Anyone... <laughs> 
between the age of 20, uh, 30, and 60, uh, 30% of the time I will receive it. And anyone under the age of 30, I'm sorry. You put laxative in this brownie. <laughs> now, now, what if you knocked on the door and a 70-something-year-old elderly lady handed you a brownie? Mm-hmm. With glaucoma. But <laughs> out of the corner of your eye, you saw a man tied up in a chair <laughs> looking frightened <laughs> trying to signal you for help. What would you do? I would, uh, I guess I'd use the brownie as a weapon. Blind, <laughs> you know, blind the eyes. Blind the other eye. <laughs> the non-glaucoma eye. Is there, yeah. any, is there any food item that you would receive from a stranger and eat it on Halloween festival that is not like wrapped or prepackaged? Ooh. Would you feel the same way if it was a chocolate chip cookie? I think if I could, uh, yeah. I think I think think brownie it's it's thicker so more things could be in there and more things could be baked in. I think what I I'm really worried about right now is laxatives. That's really <laughs> like or like hippocac or something. <laughs> That's my concern. What if they were literally holding a Dunkin Donuts box mm, and just with donuts in it? With donuts in it and they appear to look just like Oh yeah, normal Dunkin' Donut. You would ju- you would take one and eat it, no problem. Exactly. Like if yeah, if you held out to me like a Publix chicken tender uh, box, <laughs> like some wings. Right. You know, I'm not actually a huge sweets guy myself. So the idea of people handing out savories like little little pig right. in a blanket. What about options? a pizza slice? They just they hold out a pizza. You take if a slice. If it's in a Pizza Hut box, Pizza Hut. Hmm. Or Papa John's, anything Domino's, Papa John's. I'm I don't discriminate. You like you like all those pizzas, huh? All of them. But let's move to something very important. <laughs> yes, because this is this is all fine and good, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the dog in a second. Okay. But this got me thinking about eggnog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I have learned that you dislike eggnog. And dare I say, dislike it greatly? Here's the thing. Growing up... Defend yourself. No, no. Growing up, I think we drank eggnog like normal people. I'm pretty sure I remember having eggnog. It was fine. And then I I think I went a number of years not having it. Through college and early marriage. My wife's family not big into eggnog. Okay. I think maybe I tasted it once at an event or something and it wasn't great. And so now... I just have this opinion that I don't drink eggnog. I don't even know if I don't like it anymore. I don't even remember what it tastes like, honestly. Oh, okay. So, You're more of a, like, it's just not part of your culture. Anymore. I'm not. Your family, uh, your I'm, Stephen culture. I'm nog agnostic. Ex- okay. I understand. Agnog stick. It's not. <laughs> your eggnog stick. Eggnog agnostic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Right. That was well, pretty, that was well good. done. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. <laughs> no one else is laughing, but I am enjoying this. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Wait, so uh, <clears throat> so I know this this ruffled a lot of feathers. Everybody's angry about eggnog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your mm-hmm. your family are, are eggnog people. Yes, I am actually like in a point in my life where I'm trying to eat healthy, work out, um, kind of trying to uh, steer away from a lot of high fatty foods like but, a taco bell <laughs> yes exactly okay exactly no, no taco bell for me anymore but i have given myself an allotment 
of one thing of eggnog this Christmas time. And what the great thing about the Christmas creep of it moving further <laughs> and farther back is that eggnog is available like mid-October. <laughs> but I'm saving it. I'm saving it okay. till like Christmas, maybe Christmas Eve. Oh, because wow. I don't want to use up my one eggnog allotment too early. So you're saying one thing of eggnog meaning like one container? One container. What are they? Do they come in like gallons? Five gallon no, buckets? No, no. They, they, com- they come in like a, I don't know. They're like kind of a slender carton. There's the one that. Like a half I and half. Of, like a prairie farms kind of. Yes, exactly. A half and half size. Okay. Okay. I see. Or an Oberweiss. I mean, okay. So <laughs> it is possibly, in my opinion, the best liquid one could drink. Mm. It is fantastic. It is melted gold. It is joy and yuletide. Wow. So um, I pulled up an ingredient list here, and it's got egg yolks, sugar, whole milk, heavy cream. (laughs) This recipe has three ounces of bourbon, apparently. Yeah, (laughs) you can have alcohol or non-alcoholic eggnog. Nutmeg and four egg whites. Now, that's strange. They Mm. listed four egg yolks and four (laughs) egg whites separately rather than just say four eggs. Oh, I thought it was three and four. I thought you were throwing out one of the yolks. (laughs) (laughs) It says four, four yolks, four whites. Okay. And uh, so, so basically, this this drink is all dairy and sugar. Yep. Basically. Yep. Okay. So I could probably make this uh, very keto by just replacing the sugar with stevia. Oh yeah, because you're cool with uh, you're cool with milk and cream and eggs, right? Right, right. Now wait a minute. Do you? Oh, so you do cook it? You do cook it? Okay. I've never made it homemade before. Right. Um, hmm. I mean, I love eggs. And I love all the dairies. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll try this. I love eggnog. You do not. But I'm happy to know that it's not because you hate it, but more because you haven't no. tasted it recently. Now, what? and again, what brand do you recommend so that I can uh, try this? I'm a big fan of, okay, Prairie Farms is what I grew up on. Comes okay. in a cardboard uh, case. Pardon? Um but Ober Oberweiss is a, a nice Ooh. high quality eggnog. Oberweiss? Like a German? Oberweiss. Ober. Yes. I like that we're gonna have you singing introing two shows in a row. That's <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the uh that's the eggnog. Oberweiss. Nate, I like this branding. Oh man, they they also just have regular old milk, and it comes in like the glass jars. It's yes, classy. I have to see if we can get this down in uh, the sunshine state. Let's hop to the dog. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say let's talk to the movie, hop to the movie, but yeah, dog. Um, real quick, well, real quick. Listen, my children got very interested in snakes, mm-hmm. and you know I. I wasn't wholly opposed to a pet snake. I have some good friends that have had pet snakes, and we had would have had lots of help and advice. But the more is it because I, they're not as cuddly as you'd like them to be, or if they are cuddly, that might be the last moment you have with your snake. <laughs> they are extremely, extremely cuddly. Uh, the thing about snakes, you feed them rodents, which sure. I wasn't super happy with the idea of having frozen rats in our freezer 
Right, next to the peas. <laughs> next to the peas and the ice cream. Also, yeah, like everything I've read, like reptiles don't really attach to people. Like reptiles, just as a whole, like <laughs> well, don't. They attach to people. <laughs> they'll, they'll attach very hard, and it'll the last you'll ever see. But as far as like a relationship you have with a pet, it's not the same. No, no. And then it's meant to show to your friends and be like, "Look, I have a snake." Right. But then we started playing out the scenarios of, oh, their friends Johnny and uh, Bono are coming mm-hmm. over. Oh, you too. And uh, yeah, let's uh, look at my new pet. Look, it's a snake. Mm-hmm. You know, don't <laughs> approach it too fast from the front. Don't sneak up on it from behind. And sure. don't move your hand as though you're feeding it. All right, don't it's like touch that, its head and <laughs> don't wear a rat-shaped mitten. <laughs> don't don't bring your pet rat. Don't bring your pet mouse uh, or your guinea pig. And if you and lose like, track of it, it's maybe in the ductwork forever. <laughs> <laughs> so it seemed like a, there's going to be a lot of stipulations to try and get a six- and seven-year-old to obey, to not get bitten by the snake. Sure. And they, and they say these snakes, they're not obviously they're not poisonous, but... Their bite, it's like getting scratched by a cat or something. I was like, I don't, I don't know. It's still a snake. And then, I don't know. I, I so we so decided. So you, yeah, you went into, into like kind of a defensive strategy of being like, uh, look over here. How about a dog? <laughs> it's called a sleight of hand, Nate. Right. It said. Uh, you took the snake, you put the snake <laughs> behind your back and with the other right. hand, you pulled out a puppy. That's right. I put a right, I pulled it right out of a hat. And we said, "Listen, we, let's get something the whole family can enjoy." Because it, it was, you know, two out of five that were kind of gravitating towards the snakes. And uh, you know, we went to a reptile convention. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Did I say about you're that? saying you're saying the <laughs> your little one <laughs> two had no, a, no, no, no. had a pet vote. <laughs> <laughs> two two out of five of all. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, she, she was not. She, she was not keen on the snake. <laughs> no, that's right. And so, you know, let's get a pet we all enjoy. And then, we, you know, we rem- we went to a reptile convention, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting experience. It's uh, it's incredible. There's wonderful animals there. Lizards that cost two thousand dollars. Sure. Uh, are there? Is it amazing? I know a guy we, who breeded chameleons. Yeah, that. But when you. St- Begin to observe the demographic mm-hmm. of those who mm-hmm. frequent reptile conventions. Sure. And you picture your own children growing Wearing up. Wearing a Slayer t-shirt. <laughs> Having lots of dark eyeshadow and stuff like that. <laughs> you, you think about things. And we've had a dog before, so I kind of knew what that entailed. So we said, let's consider a dog. And then my wife t- took it and ran with it. And uh, now we have a dog. So wonderful. The dog is very calm, very nice. A year old, already trained in all the ways, and uh, has good teeth. Our last dog did not have good teeth, and that was a point of contention. <laughs> you <laughs> really looked looked at the teeth before getting this one. Listen, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Definitely look a dog in the mouth. Absolutely. Let me just say. And uh, so we're gonna try it out. So it's been uh, about twelve hours with with dog. Nothing crazy yet. <laughs> Congratulations. It hasn't slithered on the floor. Well, today's movie, I'm excited because we're doing Oceans 8 starring Sandra Bullock. Uh, I took lots of notes in 8. 
I don't know about you. Whew. They're all in my head. Now, we, we've both claimed and stated that we are Oceans fans, correct? Yes, that is I, correct. I enjoy all the Oceans movies, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, all of it. It's great stuff. Mm-hmm. So Oceans 8, I was very excited going into mm-hmm. this. And I think the format, it's what I expected. Mm-hmm. The first scene, we see Sandra Bullock coming out of uh, jail, prison. Now, now, real quick question for you. Oh, okay, Are you yes, going to pr- pronounce the, the lock of Bullock uh, that hard the whole time? Or uh, <laughs> what? what's, what, moving forward, what's the, uh, what, what you going to do here? Because if so, I'm going to say, I hope you refer to just Sandra. I, I guess maybe maybe I I've always thought it was Sandra Bullock. A Bullock, with kind of letting off the back end. But now I'm I'm not sure. So I'll try. We'll see. <laughs> so we open up with her uh, getting released from prison onto parole, and mm-hmm. I I don't know if we're going to into this right now. I can't remember the last time I saw her in a movie, but she did look different. And and honestly, the entire movie I was always kind of looking for. Did you get a facelift or not? I couldn't really tell. Okay, let's let's get into it. So yes. we goof around a lot on this podcast, but I actually have somewhat of a serious take on this. Yes, if you would uh, let me oh, ramble please. for just a second. Yes, go ahead. The I had the exact same thought, and I was kind of looking into it, and it really made me examine what it's like to be a woman in Hollywood. <laughs> And yeah. I can very comfortably say it sounds horrible. Yes. Here's why. The As a leading lady, you're not really allowed to age. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like a leading man, you like you are allowed to. But for the most part, if you're a Sandra Bullock, if you're a Julia Roberts, like there is this, you're just lauded for having smooth skin and for being... Oh, how youthful, how great you still look, blah, blah, blah. So I imagine that in order to get roles in Hollywood, a lot of it is, all right, I have to keep looking youthful. I think she's like Mm. 53 right now. Right. So she may have had some work done, maybe not. But then I'm looking through these articles is that people are, quote, unquote, there are a few accusations that she had gone under the knife. Right. And there were things about like she said, you know, like, no, for the Oscars this year, I just, I didn't use filler. I just used, I had allergies, blah, 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 injections. But let me just mourn this point. You can't get old if you're a woman in Hollywood. Right. You can't get plastic surgery. Or if you do, it's a little bit like, eh, you're not really beautiful. This is mm. like a doctor did this to you sort of thing. So in some ways, I'm mourning the fact that it feels like a lose-lose. And the fact that we have to look at it and go like, I was distracted a lot by it. And going like, is her nose thinner? Is her, like, mm. her, her mouth's pretty still? I imagine... And and she has said in quotes that she's not incredibly comfortable on the red carpet. Yeah. You know, she's pretty insecure about her looks and that sort of thing. So um it's hard to be a a woman well, in in the US probably but <laughs> as as you know. <laughs> right. As you Personally. know, but also in Hollywood. And that's uh it's it's a shame that that's the standard that they're held to and then excoriated for trying to live up to that standard. 
Well, I feel terrible now. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> and I, I wasn't trying to bring it up disparagingly. And maybe you've. Oh no no no! I think I think bringing I think it has it has merit because I definitely thought of it a lot, and I definitely uh, think whether it's through plastic surgery or some sort of <laughs> crazy treatment, uh, right? Botox. She, like, yeah, yeah. She she's using she's using some things to try to look youthful, like make you know, makeup in general, uh, and I don't think that can be denied. I just think it's a it's a. a a point that, especially as a guy, I like to tread lightly through and be careful with how we say, like, ah, you're, you're looking old. You know, I may have to just cut all this out now. <laughs> oh, no. Like, you're right. The fact that we're talking about this movie starring Sandra Bullock, and now we've spent, like, seven or eight minutes just talking about her, like, did she go through surgery? And it is kind of like, ugh. Like, that's kind of gross. And then I see other, like, things on Twitter and social media where it's like, oh, have you seen Steve Carell? He's aging like amazingly. And you know, he looks great as an old guy. And then like George Clooney, like walks a red carpet with a gray beard and everybody's like, George Clooney looks amazing. And you know, yeah, exactly. Look at, look at the wrinkles around his eyes. It just, he's so <laughs> yeah. distinguished now. Right. And even like Sean Connery is not jokingly, but seriously looked to as like, wow, he's a great looking old man. Any, Catherine Zeta-Jones in that Entrapment movie, like no one questions that he she would find him attractive as like an old man, and it's, yeah, that's I think, weird. I mean, I th- I think that's important to point out, and I think it's important to be aware of when we're watching movies like this is that there is a double standard, and I think yeah. uh, acknowledging it is a uh, a good a good place to be. And let me also just say, Sandra Bullock, I don't think I've ever seen anything with her in it that I didn't like. I mean, I like her as an actress. I think she does awesome work. She's funny. Oh, I've, she, I've seen yeah. a few duds in my day. Oh, okay. Well, Sandra Bullock in him. <laughs> maybe, maybe I just missed those. But anyway, right. you've been so Sandra, Sandra Bullock. So in relation to this movie, as an oceans person, mm-hmm. I was excited mm-hmm. to see her as like an ocean. So she is apparently Danny Ocean's sister. We come to find out, right? Debbie. And Danny, De- oh Debbie. Okay, and Danny Ocean uh, died. So he's he's gone. Apparently. For, for whatever reason. And so, you know, the, the movie follows the formula of they gather the team, mm-hmm. they do a heist, mm-hmm. there's a couple turns, mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah, movie ends. Right. And I feel like it was all a little too easy mm-hmm. for me. I feel like the heist, it was cool planning and there were challenges I feel like in the original Oceans movies, they were more like on the edge of your seat. Suspense. There was a lot of suspense, and there were twists that when you figured out the twist, it was really more, it was enjoyable. Like the twist, one of the twists in this movie is like they were trying to steal one necklace, and we come to find out at the end that they hired the uh, gymnastics guy (laughs) from one of the previous movies, Chen. Yes. Chen, which I love that they brought him in there. Like mm-hmm. they said, oh, and he stole the rest of, stole the these a bunch of these other jewels, the crown jewels, yeah, sort the of other thing, crown, right? jewels. yeah. And so which, like, that was which cool. they show like halfway through the movie, like a lot in the water, and you go, oh, okay, I've seen a couple oceans <laughs> movies before, <laughs> I know where this is going, right? Which I wish I would have had an extended scene of Chen, like they showed Chen kind of jumping around a little bit, but I like the no talking, almost no music. The scene, because there's a scene of Chen like having to make an impossible leap in one of the movies mm-hmm. from like a vault to a thing, and like 
I don't know. Like I, I would have liked right. scenes like that that breathed a little more, and it was a tense. Like he's about to do this one jump, and if he screws it up, they're all going to jail. And right. uh, I feel like it, it lacked some of those. Jumping to that part of the movie, the pacing on that final reveal, it felt really tacked on. That that whole yeah. like it was really rushed at the end, where I feel like it breathed a lot in the middle. And right. I thought to myself, like, ah, oh, there's not a whole lot of a lot going on here. And then at the end, when you like, your prestige basically was a real like, eh, Chen did it, and he just <laughs> stole all these other things, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And I like like the little toy submarine thing was cool in that scene. Yeah, but that was know. pretty fun. Um, let's let's go back to um, jump real quick. Yes. To the beginning when Sandra Bullock goes to the store and acts like she's returning things to steal them and like eventually gets a hotel room. <laughs> yes. I enjoyed that part of the movie. And yes. this was still a part where I thought this is going to be really entertaining. Like yeah. I was yeah. in for this movie. I was I like this is creative. Yeah. This is exciting. This is something I haven't seen before. And then the rest of the movie happened. And to yeah. me, I I can like not to get too much to like the whole view of the movie, but I wasn't as wasn't incredibly entertained in this movie. It right. felt a little bit like everyone was just kind of zombie walking through this thing. Here's a little yeah. a stat for you. The eight members of the cast, which Anne Hathaway was in the promo as part of the of the team. Right. So the fact that like, wait a minute, you can't also be the the, the bad lady and the mark. part of the team. Yeah. Right, the mark. The eight members of this cast have, in combination, won four Oscars, two Emmys, nine Grammys, six Golden Globes, five BAFTAs, and ten SAGs combined. Wow. Yeah, you would not have thought that. <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Right. And you're right. I, I have- I just want to say I do agree. Like that whole opening scene with Sandra Bullock like hustling the store person and doing the hotel mm-hmm. stuff, like those little moments and conniving stuff, that I loved. I did love that sequence. And I feel like if it was just if the movie was more of Sandra Bullock doing that kind of stuff, it would have been more enjoyable or having the team do that kind of stuff, but it wasn't. Right. Right. It, and the the big heist with the Met Gala and all that, like it wasn't incredibly interesting there were maybe a few parts that were like nice but overall the crew seemed to be sleepwalking a bit um i never really believed in kate blanchett's i'll call her the brad pitt of the group right i didn't really believe her character i'm like you can put her in enough like leather jackets and have her riding a (laughs) trinity style all you want Yeah, yeah exactly but i don't know that never came together for me yeah. The other like members were fine. I think I also missed who was the big bad guy in Ocean's Eleven. Um, well, it was the Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia, that's right. The, the casino owner, like yeah. having a real bad guy, Mark, who right. you could really root for. It like I also feel yeah. like James Corden came in, and I actually found the one time I laughed was when he was around. Yes, uh, a okay. couple times, but it felt like a different movie. I was like, "Wait, yeah, is this did, just like going to become a carpool karaoke?" <laughs> <laughs> so, I do I do want to talk? I'll talk about him in a second. But going back, yeah, Kate Blanchett's. I agree. I I didn't buy her, 
I feel like her accent changed a couple times in the movie. And what? Was, yeah, what, what was her accent supposed to be? I don't know, but I was waiting for your accent corner uh, take on hers. But I, I, <laughs> I was weird. confused the whole movie. I, I really wasn't sure. Yeah, and I think overall, you know, one of the things that made the original Ocean's movies really fun was the, the quippy dialogue, uh, mostly between George Clooney and Brad Pitt, and then like mm-hmm. having Matt Damon clueless half of the time. Like I still remember that scene where they go to a restaurant and it's the three of them talking to that one guy and they're talking in code. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just, I love it. And and a lot of the, they're not laugh out loud moments, but in the Oceans movies, you just kind of smile because something witty was said or happened. Right. You know, or there's something quippy. And I feel like at times they tried in this movie, but there was not as much quippy dialogue. And it's not like Sandra Bullock couldn't have done it. Like she's, Absolutely. she'd be great at that. Kind of, she'd be great at that kind of stuff. Well, but I saw yeah, the lineup of this movie, and I was like, right. yes, absolutely. This seems great. Right. And there are moments where, like, Anne Hathaway has lunch with Helena Bothman Carter, I guess is her her name, her real mm-hmm. name, but the, uh, the, uh, the dress lady. Mm-hmm. You know, and they told her, like, don't look her in the eyes too much. And so Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett are, like, blowing bubbles in the window. And, like... It's funny-ish, yeah. but I feel like it yeah, tried, yeah. it was too hard, it tried too hard to be a funny moment. Like, it was funny. Like, it was a funny moment. But right. there weren't enough, like, funny moments made out of dialogue that was quippy for that to really stand out. It was like, yeah, that was funny, but you had to literally have bubble guns in a window to get a laugh. Yeah, so, exactly. There was there was just a little bit, it was lacking a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, those fun moments, and well, and even just the, like the ingenious heisty sort of thought to it. Like once the Met Gala begin begins, uh, what Anne Hathaway, you know, they make her have to go to the bathroom. The she lady, she like, throws it off yeah. her. She puts it in yeah. a tray. Yeah, it's like okay. I I thought it was cool trying to disassemble it on site in order to get it off the right. The, out of the Met Gala and yeah. I believe that that scene is how they pitched this movie because it doesn't make right. sense in retrospect that like wait why do you have to break it apart in order to sneak it out considering you snuck out the crown jewels in a truck <laughs> like right. because that happened I think it, this movie was pitched with hey picture this they steal a giant necklace someone breaks it down on site and they all walk out slow motion wearing different parts of the necklace as their own jewelry. Look how cool right. that will be. Like they're all coming yeah. out of the place in yeah, yeah. fancy dresses. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense after you realize, wait a minute. They stole they all done. these other jewels and they didn't have to break <laughs> those apart. Yeah, that is true. I did like the one, uh, the character who's like a mom and like her garage is full of stolen. Yes. Like Sarah Roombas. Paulson, I think is. Yes. Yeah. It's like Roombas and blenders and she like <laughs> black markets them. That's pretty funny. <laughs> right. Uh, and her kid is like, mommy dinner. She, she has like all the stolen stuff. What did, so what did you think? Romance corner, mm-hmm. the backstory and like the, the ex-boyfriend of Sandra Bullock who framed her. And that's why she was in prison to begin with. And so Sandra then frames him and he goes to jail. What did you think about the movie trying to build up that relationship? I didn't quite believe that they were ever in a relationship, to be honest. And that really, like, the whole, okay, I'm going to go back to Ocean's Eleven a little bit. Yeah. 
George Clooney and Julia Roberts. There's like a bit of a connection. He he mm-hmm. wants her back, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's some history there. It felt like the the scene was yeah. She Sandra Bullock just wants revenge on this guy who sold her out and sent her to jail. But he wasn't like terrible. He was just kind of a a dingus. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't buy it, and I feel like, you know, Kate Blanchett got all mad because it was about this guy, but it didn't feel like anybody was super invested in it, and I right. I didn't care, and this goes to a lot of the characters, like, I didn't care about him, I didn't really know who he was, and there were some times where they, like, would go back to their hideout, you know, and all eight of them are there, and it's like, you know, I don't really know any of these people, and somehow Ocean's Eleven gave each character enough personality where you almost know them. Like, you know right. Moss Def's character, and you feel like you know Matt Damon's character, and, like, Lyman Zerga. <laughs> like, I don't know. You just, they feel like full characters, even more specialized than they do in this movie. And so... I can't help but call out the fact that you said Moss Def. And I, are you referring to Don Cheadle? <laughs> I had a little Freudian slip there. I was thinking about the Italian job. Ah, uh, yes. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, uh, I'm calling with, me I'm out with you. Yeah. I'm with you on all of that. <laughs> so, Absolutely. jumping to James Corden, you had mentioned before. Yes. Most Def wasn't the Italian job, right? Please let me I be believe right so, there. yes. Okay. I think so. <laughs> Double check that real quick. But anyway... <laughs> James Corden, like when he came on, I had no idea he was in this movie. And when he, when he showed up on screen, I was like, eh. But as one of the characters, I actually enjoyed him almost one of the most. And mm-hmm. this scene in the diner when he's talking to Sandra Bullock and he's like, what are we doing here? You know, that like, this almost was like over familiarity. Like, listen, I already put you in jail once. Why are we doing this again? Right. Like I liked that interchange and I I actually liked him in that role. I felt it was a little tacked on like you're saying, but he was also one of the better parts, I think. Right. Uh quick plot a question. Is the reason why Sandra Bullock was actually at the Met Gala and noticeable and recognizable was because they wanted James Corden to like be on the hunt so that like they could, because otherwise, why is Sandra Bullock at the Met Gala at all? Like, why is this known criminal at the Met <laughs> Gala? Right? Is that true? Uh, is that yeah. why? I don't. I don't even know. Okay. I did notice it when the, everybody was coming into that Met Gala. I was like, how many? How much money had to be spent to get all those like A-list actors? And oh, they did it for athletes. free. They did it for free. You think so? You think oh, Kim? Yeah. Kim Kardashian walked yeah, up those steps. I'll be in a movie. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, what is it? Venus Williams was there. And uh, there was a bunch of other people. Yeah, a bunch of cameos. Yeah, a bunch of cameos. Well, they, Which had the, they had their moments. Didn't do anything to further the plot. But. Okay, my, my final quip about the, the plot holes in this movie. Yes. Why wasn't the whole team told about the jewel heist part of it 
why were they kept in the dark? Because there was yeah. a turnabout even in the other Oceans movies, but the whole team knew about it. Like, right. Yeah, I don't know if it was a point. Like, if they got caught, maybe they wouldn't. Plausible deniability. Some plausible deniability. Is that why? Uh, maybe uh, you know you don't want someone worried about plot. B, you know, heist B. If they really need to focus on heist A, so maybe you know let the team focus on what they're doing. Mindy let Kaling a, had to know. Yeah, she had to make all those replicants. Oh, that's all true. Jewels. Maybe it seemed like uh, under promise, over deliver. So you can open the mini <laughs> mini fridge and <laughs> reveal all these jewels. Well, it, right. The the fact that like we're supposed to go, oh, you all just got uh twenty million a piece, and then like the big reveal is like, hey, by the way, you now all have forty five million a piece, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I was yeah. either way, I'm gonna do what I want. <laughs> I'm not gonna be worried about money either amount. Right. All right. So last, oh, I do like how at the end, a la the Italian job you kind of see what each of them did with their money at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, wardrobe lady bought her own shop and all that. Kind of stuff. That was kind of cool to see all that. How did you feel about Rihanna? Rihanna was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rihanna was fine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I don't think she was, like, she wasn't... Bad she wasn't bad. No, yeah. She wasn't bad. She, wasn't, she bad. wasn't one of my top three favorite members of the team, though. Yeah. I think I think Mindy Kaling is actually one of my my top. I actually liked, I felt like her backstory plus oh, yeah. the heist made her seem like I liked I think her. Going on that Tinder date. <laughs> exactly. End. And I, I did like that moment when Kate Blanchett was about to like walk out of the food truck and somebody comes up to the window and was like, come on, I see it right there. <laughs> And then she like She's pulls like, out okay. the, the meat saw. I like that moment. Those are the kind of moments like you want more of, you know, because they're really good. Exactly. But um, anyway, all right, well, let's rate this movie. All right. And so the scale that we will use today is when the Anne Hathaway is trying on the necklace for the first time, and when they take it off, they realize you need a special magnet mm-hmm. to remove the necklace. And upon realizing this challenge the wardrobe lady films the necklace awkwardly with her phone and Anne Hathaway notices and how one of the reasons why she gets involved, but her phone is bedazzled with a floral phone case. Okay. And so on a scale of zero like to five, a deep pole. that's right. Zero to five floral phone cases. How would you rate this movie, Nate? I'm going to give this movie Two and a half floral phone cases. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it, man, I really wanted this movie to be good. Like, and I love like an all female cast, especially led with like powerhouse Sandra. Like, I was ready for this. I was. I missed it in theaters. I actually wanted to go see it in theaters, so I had really high hopes for this. And the fact that it didn't really entertain me, and I wanted it to badly. I'm going to put it right down the middle, kind of give it a meh. I don't have a desire to watch it again. Yeah. And that's kind of telling. Yeah. And actually, I had that exact rating in my head as we began. I'm also giving it 2.5. 
it was fine. It wasn't terrible. But unlike the original Oceans movies that I really wanted to watch, you know, again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of. I think there was something a little extra about this movie that got me frustrated. Like, this movie should be good. Right. Like, there's it, the budget's probably fine on it. You have all this, like, as I, as I told you, all this talent just crammed right. into this movie. Why is this movie not more fun? I don't know. I, f- I feel like it must have been, the, like, it was missing a lot of quippy dialogue and a little different rewriting of the heist itself. I think right. those two things would have helped a yeah, lot. Maybe it was, maybe editing was a big part of this because it felt like you showed mm. me stuff I didn't care about, but then I missed out on things that would have made me care more about the main characters and especially about this this final pitch and i'm not sure i like anne hathaway going from i liked her as a mark as soon right. as she became part of the team uh eh. and i also i was gonna say i i really like anne hathaway in almost everything she does and in this mm-hmm. movie like her character pre being a part of the team was kind of annoying like yeah it's supposed to be it's i know i understand right? she's supposed to be but I almost wondered if it would have been more fun if she was like Devil Wears Prada, Meryl Streep character in this movie, or somehow different to maybe that would have made it a little better. Okay, well, let's do a top five. All right. Sandra Bullock movie. I'm, I'm doubting myself now. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> now, I'm going to let you know because yes. I've seen a lot of these. Mm-hmm. I chose my top five based on her performance in the movie, not just the quality of movie, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Like Sandra Bullock, like I wanted her to like really shine in it. If she didn't, but I liked the movie, it fell down the list. Okay. Okay. And it's I. just my <laughs> personal list. I ranked it uh, on a scale of how much I enjoyed it and how much I remembered <laughs> of it. which is a lot of your top five do i remember this movie are there five of these movies correct (laughs) yeah done uh so yeah dude who went first last time i always forget we did two Uh, top fives last time i don't know i'll go first okay go ahead i have a couple honorable mentions oh okay go ahead two honorable mentions two weeks noticed notice with hugh grant and Mm. speed now speed it belongs in the top five list of movies that I enjoy. And Sandra Bullock was great in it, but I feel like she had such better performances in other movies. It didn't make my top five, but it's an honorable mention because I love the movie. That's good. Is two weeks notice the one with Hugh Grant? Yes. Where she's like the assistant to him and he's kind of a bumbling and yeah. controlling boss in some ways. I think that's the movie where he tries to say, Oh, forget about it. But he has that accent. Yeah, you keep uh, you keep, I keep doing back that. To that. I keep doing We're that. I feel like to, hey, find that clip and post it on Twitter for us <laughs> from our movies on the yes. side. Podcast. Yes, I will. I think I'm pretty sure this is the one. But anyway, okay, good. Well, I have no honorable mentions because uh, because you only remembered five. Got it. <laughs> I scrolled All through right. the IMDb. I actually had not seen you know a lot of them. So yeah. All right, here we go. My number okay, five. Yes. Premonition. Premonition. This is a movie 
where Sandra Bullock moves throughout time in kind of a seeing her husband uh, gets in a car accident and she wakes up and it's different days of the week in which she gets in a car accident. She tries to change things. It is pretty harrowing. Not the greatest of movies, but her performance is really good. And it's kind of a haunting, haunting movie. Hmm. Premonition. Wow. It's also kind of a fun uh, quasi time travel movie. Interesting. Yeah, I've not seen that. Okay. Well, my number five is Miss Congeniality. Mm. This uh, it's comedy. Mm-hmm. I I can enjoy a romantic comedy here and there. Mm-hmm. This is also one of my wife's favorite movies. She loves Sandra Bullock. So, yeah, Miss Congeniality. Wonderful. My number four is While You Were Sleeping. Have you seen this movie? Yes, yes. I forgot about it. So the, I believe the, the guy that she barely knows goes into a coma. She says she's his girlfriend, but she's not. She like is like yes. a toll worker or something. Yes. She is uh, delightful and sweet in this movie. I think this is Sandra Bullock at her, like, aw shucks, sweetest yeah. character. So That's lovable. a great... That's a great poll. I forgot about it. Adding it Bill to my Bill Pullman, honor. speaking of polls, that's <laughs> in that movie. Right, Bill Pullman. I'm adding that one to my honorable mentions because that's a pretty great okay. one. My number four is The Proposal mm. <laughs> with, uh, what's his face? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Pretty funny as far as I remember. I think there's a couple inappropriate scenes, but I really like Ryan Reynolds. I like Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I enjoy that movie. All right. My number three is also The Proposal. (laughs) I think uh, my wife and I watch this every year. It's kind of a (laughs) tradition in the family. We own this movie. I love it a lot. And I believe this is the kind of character that is like kind of a harsh Sandra Bullock, but with like a sweet nuggety center to her (laughs) that she comes around. Uh, Uh this, This is, yeah. It's like a, a perfect typecast for her. Right, 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 right. That's good. Well, my number three was your honorable mention, Speed, mm. because I love that movie. It's a great mm-hmm. movie, and she mm-hmm. does great in it. Yes. So, yeah, that's all you need to say. Speed. Yes. Um, right. Your number two. My number two, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess in advance, this is probably your number one. But my number two is Gravity, mm-hmm. a movie that she carries basically by herself. She doesn't even need George Clooney in this. <laughs> so the movie is in and of itself. I actually don't desire to watch it again, not because it's not good, but because it's too much stress. My, it's, it's, stressful. it's too much stress. Yeah, the fact that like, when she comes back to Earth and I think she's going to just drown in the water after all of this. Yeah, that was almost too much for me. So, but her performance is excellent. So, Gravity number one. I mean, number well, two. Sorry. Number two. Yeah, I corrected because that is also my number two. Mm. Gravity for all the same reasons, for all oh, the same so stressors. I know what you're going to do for number one, and I dislike it already. I don't know if you know. I don't sorry. know if you know. Sorry. We'll see. Go we'll on. see. But anyway, on, I did Gravity. No, that that. But that final scene of her crawling out <sighs> of the ship is. It's so good and so stressful. It's great. She does a great job in that movie. So, yeah, Gravity. Yes. All right, Nate. Well, what's your number one? My number one in honor of your wife is Miss Congeniality. 
What? Okay. This, like, her at her goofy, loving self, who's also a, I think, is she a cop as well? Yes. Yes, Just like yes, I said, yes, yes. for the proposal, she has kind of the hard outside, the goofy, uh, fun interior. This is perfect Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And I can't... I can't deny, I'm actually not even like the biggest fan of the movie. Like the movie's great, but her performance, like she is that character. I don't know Mm -hmm. even her name in that movie, but I can't (laughs) picture that movie with any other actress in it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, so what do you think my number one is? I think I'm afraid it's going to be the blind side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that is, that is accurate. (laughs) <laughs> I put the blind side of number one. No. First of no. all, first of all, I thought the blind side was objectively a good movie. Correct. It okay. is. Based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And from what I remember, mm-hmm. didn't she of win? Her, of her southern accent. Her southern accent. 66% Rotten Tomatoes, 85% audience score. Mm-hmm. I thought she did excellent in this movie. Well, why are you so up in arms about it? I think her role in this movie is a little weird. I don't know. It's just I don't find her character enjoyable at all. Maybe she's she's playing kind of that done-up Southern Belle. I mean, she's playing a real character, so I guess maybe she's doing a great job at it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I just, basing it on performance. I just, I just, okay, I guess her performance was fine. <laughs> I thought it was like, uh, because she does so many of those, she does a lot of romantic comedies and stuff, and yeah, she did Speed. I felt like the blind side actually showed off her acting chops a lot more than a lot of other movies. I mean, Gravity too, but yeah, I thought she did great in that movie. Blindside. Okay. You ready for me to say something that's going to hurt you on the inside? Oh, boy. Am I going to have to cut this out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michael Ower. Ower? Yes. The, the yes. guy who the movie's about has basically yeah. said, like, this movie has really hurt his NFL career. What? Like, after the movie happened, he kind of jumped around a bunch of teams. He was going well before that. Um. <laughs> People were saying, like, because he's kind of portrayed in the in the movie as like not being great at football, and she like sort of inspires him and like, hey, uh, hit the other dudes really hard. Uh, Apparently, he was always just really good at football. It wasn't ever an issue uh, with that. So the idea that like the other players in the locker room saw the movie was like, oh, so you're just kind of a a big dummy who couldn't really <laughs> do anything, and this this little woman <laughs> taught oh, you how man. to play football. Oh. Uh, well, that's disappointing. So Sandra Bullock is a, she's fine in that movie. I guess I just didn't like the character, but you're right. She she acts just fine. Okay. Well, anyway, we agreed on gravity at least. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> and and speed for the most part. Well, and I think we had the proposal, gravity. We both had miscongeniality in our yeah in our list. Those are yeah. I think I think those are top notch. Yeah. Has she ever we won? Way too. Oh, uh, an award? Has she ever won a? Uh, uh, yeah, I think for Gravity. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no. She was the best actress in The Blind Side. That's a winner. See, I thought she won something for that. She was a nominee, a best actress nominee for Gravity. Okay. So, yeah, she, I feel justified. If she won a stinking okay, Oscar for Oscar. best actress. Yeah, I mean, whatever the writers messed up about the actual story, I mean, that's on them. But She won the <laughs> Razzie, which is like the opposite of the Oscars, for, as a worst actress in All About Steve, a terrible movie. Well, see, I didn't to get balance to our Sandra Bullock love fest <laughs> we have going on here. She is she is great, and every movie that comes out with her in it, I think from now on, I will be watching. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. just not a. There are certain people that like when they're in a movie, I will just see that movie. It doesn't right. matter. Like if Denzel yeah. Washington comes into a movie, like okay, yeah, that's you it. will find me watching <laughs> Equalizer Two. <laughs> More right. equalizing. She was Sandra Bullock was also the uh, voice of Scarlet Overkill in the Minions movie, <laughs> which I like her as a voice actress too. Like I thought she did pretty good. Fantastic. So, well, right. wonderful. Great One recording day, with you. Yes, you too. You as well. We'll have to uh, do a Julia Roberts top five sometimes yes. too because she's got a lot of great movies. Can I tell you a movie I want you to keep on your? Uh, on your view, what's it called? Heads up display. Yeah, on your heads, on your on your HUD. Uh, a movie that I really want you to watch is Robin Hood is coming out near the mm. end of this month. Yes. It's going to be a bad movie, but <laughs> I I think this might be a guilty pleasure for me because the trailers look awesome. I am down for this movie entirely. I do like that um, that main actor guy, Taron uh, Egerton. Egerton. He was in the uh, the Kingsman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. And Jamie and Jamie Fox is in it. That's right. Little That's John. Right. So I'm just saying that might be a movie in the future that we're going to do because yeah, yeah, That's it good. might be terrible. I also want to say um, while I was renting Ocean's Eight, I thought I might have seen the next movie we should do. Ooh. <laughs> It's called The Meg. <gasps> oh, yes. I've seen the trailer for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to do it or oh, not. Oh, boy. But it looks, I don't know, just just the movie poster itself was like, what in the world? And then it's got the transporter guy in it, uh, Jason Statham. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Maybe watch the trailer. Let me know what you think. Okay. Sounds good. All right, good. Well, uh, for our listeners... You can go to our website, moviesontheside.com. Suggest a bad movie. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Movies on the Side. And you can follow Nate at Nate.Baranowski on Instagram and me at Steven Robles everywhere. And if you would, please rate the show on iTunes. Five mm-hmm. star it with a comment. We would love for you to do that. And help us get discovered by other people. When you rate us, yes, it please. puts us higher in search rankings and people enjoy it. So, yeah, we'd love for you to do that. Thanks for listening.